if you are looking at your offboarding experience and you're like, how can I build in ways into my offboarding to continue to generate business for me? It is so much cheaper to focus on the clients you have than focus on getting new clients. And this is one way to do that. You're listening to the It's a Vibe podcast, the show that'll give you the talk and tools to elevate your online business and create a bragworthy brand experience that will turn your dream clients into raving fans. Whip up your favorite cocktail, grab a seat, and let's take a sprinkle more intentional action so that you can finally make your business the total joyride it deserves to be. Let's do this. Hello, hello, Sarah here from Rebel Office. Today's a fun one. It's all about offboarding because offboarding in your client experience is often the most missed opportunity to get more business. I talk a lot about client retention and making sure that you're always increasing the client lifetime value of each of your clients and making sure that you're kind of, this is not at all what I mean by this, but like getting the most out of each client. (laughs) That's, but not necessarily from a financial standpoint. I mean more like How can you make sure that you are setting up with every experience that you have with a client that you secure, that you bring into your business? How can you make sure that you are setting that experience up to create more experiences and to create a lasting, sustainable relationship with them? And offboarding is really the prime opportunity. It's that turning point to say, okay, like what's next? Are you feeling good about what we did? Are you ready to keep going? And that's where that conversation happens. And a lot of times clients or our clients, just entrepreneurs in general, from what we've seen are just say, okay, we've delivered like, see you later. And that is not what I want you to be doing. I want you to always be looking for those opportunities to continue to nurture that relationship. So I'm going to walk you through four different elements that you can add to your offboarding that's really going to set you up for success in that way. The first one is a handover call. So if you're a service provider and doesn't matter if you're a social media manager, photographer, brand designer, consultant, coach, does not matter. Having a clear final call to wrap things up, to make sure that there are no loose ends, to make sure that everyone is on the same page, to go over deliverables and say, hey, look, we did X, Y, Z. We promised X, Y, Z. Do you have any questions? Here's what you do with them. Do you feel prepared to take this on? Being able to have that call is so important. It's not necessary. 100% it's not. Depending on your service, you may not need it. But I always recommend it. No one needs any of this stuff. Quite frankly, you could do whatever you want in your business. It's your fucking business. Go for it. But from my experience, and as we've gone through the process, having this final kind of call can really clear up any sort of project scope that happens or just gives your clients the opportunity to bring any questions to talk to you about, hey, like really enjoyed that experience. How can I continue working with you? So being able to get on a call 
it could also be a wrap up email. I find communication often gets lost in email. I'm not sure if you've noticed this or not. It's something I personally try to avoid as much as I, I can. If I can get on a call, I'd rather that. I think energy kind of transfers better that way, especially at the at end ending point of a relationship with a client. So being able to say, whether it's the, if you have a, say a set coaching package and you do six or 12 calls with a client, then maybe it's just the last call, but having a clear cut time that's at the end, say, even if it's just the last 15 minutes that says, or if you're a social media manager and you do a weekly update and it's the last one or whatever, these are just examples, but then just being able to say, great. Okay. It was so great working with you. I just have a couple of housekeeping pieces and want to walk you through a little bit of our official handover process so that we're all on the same page. Let's dive in. And then what's nice about this is if you have gone through your offers and standardized where you can, then you'll be able to have a bit of a structure to this handover piece. So you'll be able to through trial and error, go through it and say, okay, this is what I need to touch on or okay. These are the questions I normally get from clients. Let's answer them now so that they feel like they're fully prepared and I've thought through everything. And then they're like, wow, that's great. Thank you so much. So that's element number one is being able to sit down with your clients at the end of a service and say, this is it. And you can position it as very much of a celebration. It doesn't need to be a okay, we're done now. So don't ask for more. You don't want to come in with that kind of approach, but you can make it very much a celebration and say, look, it was so great working with you. I want you to be able to celebrate this milestone. Let's just recap everything that we've done, make sure everything's been addressed that kind of making, making sure our expectations are aligned. The second element is upselling to a new offer and your handover call is a great opportunity to do this though I wouldn't say it should be the first time they're hearing about something. As you're approaching the end of a service delivery, you want to start to tease or say, yeah, like working on this new thing that you'd be a great fit for, or we're working on this one thing, but don't worry, I have another offer that we can really dive into that next thing. So don't worry about that right now. So you can tease it. And make sure that your clients are aware that you have other ways to support them. If you've gone through our elevated offers module, our individual course in the Elevation Lab, then you'll know I am a big supporter of always what's next. So when someone comes into an offer, it's always now that they've gone through that, what's the next step in their development? Where do they go in your offer suite to be able to address that next pain point? Because each offer is supposed to solve a pain point, right? So sometimes I'm like, okay, I've done it. Like I've done the service. So once they've accomplished that, then you want to start to ask, okay, what do they need help with next? And how can I build for that? That's what that entire module is about, is making sure you have a holistic and sustainable and self-feeding ecosystem for your products and services. So when you get to the end of a service, being able to say, I know we talked about this. I know that this is still an issue for you. I know that as things come up, you're going to want to dive into this. I have a perfect offer for you. You do not need to expect them to, you shouldn't necessarily expect them to sign up at the very end. 
if you've done a great job, the experience has been great for that first service. And they're like, look, I really want to keep working with you. Then great. Keep them going. But it's also okay to let your clients have that breathing room to soak in what you've just worked on. And then you've already planted the seeds to say, okay, and I'm here for when you're ready for this next component. And then they'll come back. So just being conscious of, okay, how can I communicate this next offer for them, this next level of support for them in a way that's going to make sure they still feel completed, make sure that they still feel the value of the first service because you don't want them to sit there and say, okay, well, what did I just pay you for to do that if we have more work to do? So you just need to be careful about how that's communicated. If you check out the elevated experience module, we dive into how to actually map that out. But it's such a key kind of point or like pivotal moment in your experience with the client or relationship with the client. So just making sure that you always have something or if they're like, hey, like, how do I keep working with you? I loved working with you. Let's keep going. And you don't have something, then just let them know that you'd love to continue working with them. And that if you wanted to collaborate together on what they need, then you can build a custom offer for them. That's fine too. You never know where that will go and it might turn into a signature offer that everyone wants. So stay open, (laughs) stay open with your offers and listen to what your clients need. Element number three is asking for a review or social proof or a referral request. So Now is also where you say, hey, I know you had a great experience because I've intentionally set it up and designed it and it's awesome and badass and all that fun stuff. Do you mind providing feedback on that experience or do you mind sending me to someone who you know could also benefit from it? And again, this can be mentioned in the handover call 100%. I always let clients know, hey, post this or in a week or so, once you've had time to process this, it depends on the offer and kind of the bigger packages. I have more breathing room. The lower ticket packages are a lot more kind of, it's quicker delivery on all the elements. But I always say, Hey, just want to let you know, like you'll be receiving a feedback form. I'd love your honest feedback. We're always looking to improve. Of course, now on that feedback form, I have a section at the very end that says, and if you'd like to leave us a formal review for marketing purposes, we would really appreciate it. And it's worked wonders. We have 100% completion rate, like full form completion. So no one's ever skipping that question or anything, which is awesome. So that's always there. But you can also, if you want to keep it more casual, just send an email saying, hey, would love If you could film a quick video with a testimonial, you can say, hey, if you know anyone that's interested, would love if you drove them our way. We're happy to give you a bit of a kickback on that if you want. And that's going to be my fourth element. So I'll talk about that in a second. But it's all about timing and you know your clients best. So when you get in there and you start to propose these things and build this kind of communication into your offboarding process, then you'll quickly learn, okay, that was too fast, or maybe I left too much time in there, or maybe you have it planned to follow up in a month, but you're sitting there at two weeks after the service. And you're like, yeah, I really just need to check in with them, see how they're doing, see if they have questions and kind of keep the process and the momentum going. Sometimes I find a month is too long and a lot of clients, our clients, lean towards that time frame initially. And we always get them to bring it back just because when you're actually living it, it is a significant chunk of time. 
And you want to really keep the momentum going and keep the celebration and good vibes going after service delivery. Now, of course, this can be scary, especially if you feel like you maybe didn't deliver the best service. It happens. It's fine. If you feel like maybe there was communication off during delivery, it's okay. That's why it's always nice to have a form position more as a feedback form to also, instead of necessarily saying, hey, hype me up, how did you love it, whatever, it can be a form that's a lot more focused on, how do I say this, like constructive criticism, I guess, to it allows your clients to feel like, okay, I have a space to say my concerns or express things that I, were, I was maybe frustrated about. And you don't want to take these personal. It's your business. You're all, you want your products and services to be the best. So really, it is helpful for you and your future clients to receive that kind of feedback to say, oh, I didn't even recognize there was a sticky point there. Or, oh, I was frustrated on this end, but that's what they were experiencing. And that makes so much more sense now. Of course, I can find a solution for that. So being open to that, yes, it can feel scary to ask. That's also what's great about using a CRM like HoneyBook or Dubsado or 17 Hats or Bonsai or whatever you want to use, but it allows you to automate the process. So when you're mapping out and designing your offboarding experience, once you get it into your system, you built out the templates and then you go to actually build out the workflow and automate the process. You don't have to sit there and stress and worry about, okay, what if they say something bad, maybe I won't send a form, da, 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 da. Or maybe I'll, if I send a request, then it just stops you from keeping the process going. And it gets you out of the strategic mindset and into the weeds. And that's not what you want. You took the time initially to sit down and map out a great strategic client experience. So now it's time to trust that you've built it properly. So when you automate it, it really takes that kind of fear out of it. At least initially, that fear goes away. It's, it's whatever. But if this is the first time you're implementing this, then it does just let it happen. You don't even have to take up brain space about it. And it's just working the way that it needs to, which is great. The fourth element, one that I've already touched on briefly, is a formal invitation to an ambassador or affiliate program. So this is, if you are introducing a referral request, you can offer, say, we have a formal referral program or ambassador program. You get X amount for successful referrals, clients coming in. Once they sign up, then you get X amount or X percentage back of the sale. And depending on how formal you want this to be, like if you have courses For example, the Elevation Lab for us is hosted on Kajabi. They have an affiliate program. So anyone that joins the Elevation Lab can sign up to be an affiliate. They get X percentage back and it's part of the process. So once they've gone through and are a client, then it's like, okay, you can now, if you send other people our way, great, bring them in. You can also earn money doing that too. It's like a thank you for not only generating business for us, but also for taking their time to put it out there and use their channels to amplify us. It's a win-win or you want it to be a win-win. So make sure that your terms are favorable in that way. But you can also, if you have more of like a high ticket service 
or you have various packages. You can have a tiered system. It can be a bit more informal. You can have just on your inquiry form on your website, a field that says, who did you hear about us from? And then it's just more based on the honor system, but you need to make sure that you're maintaining that and keeping up with the terms that you have provided. I do still say, I always recommend a contract. It's easy to say things in passing and you want to make sure that kind of expectations are clear. You don't ever want there to be confusion or clients demanding money based on sending clients your way. So you do still want it to be a formal process, making sure that you have a contract and kind of terms laid out, then that kind of say you have a handover call and say, this is the process if you want to participate, or if you do a wrap up email, then you can say, by the way, if you want to sign up, let me know, we'll send you an agreement. And then here's all the details based on our offers. If you send one on someone our way for one of these offers, they get, you get X amount for this offer, it's X amount, da, 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 da. So you just want to make sure everything is clear. And again, that's a work in progress. You'll get something out. You'll figure out how to improve it. Business in general is always about continuous improvements. What we're, it's what we're here for. It's a long journey. There's no real final destination. We're always doing our best, right? So it's something to consider. If you are looking at your offboarding experience and you're like, how can I build in ways into my offboarding to continue to generate business for me. It is so much cheaper to focus on the clients you have than focus on getting new clients. And this is one way to do that is to get your existing clients to help you get new clients, which is awesome. So it's such a missed opportunity, like I've said, and being able to sit down and focus on it and be intentional about it. I know sometimes it's easier to just be in chase mode and focused on new business, new business, new business. But if you just look at what you're currently doing and optimizing it, it'll do wonders for you. I promise. So have a look at your offboarding. I want you to do a quick little audit. If you go back to our last episode on the show about five areas to audit your client experience, listen to that go through these kind of four components and say, okay, what makes sense for me? I'm not saying you need to add all of them, not at all. And there's so many other creative ways to elevate your offboarding experience. So just take your time, review it and say, what do my clients need? What do I need from this process? And start to build that in and really start to prioritize this so that you're no longer missing this great opportunity to not only strengthen relationships, but also boost your bottom line. Thanks for tuning into the It's a Vibe podcast with Rebel Office. Now go put on your favorite playlist and start taking that elevated intentional action. But don't forget to make the space you need and have fun working on your business because that's what it's all about after all. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.